0: what are you drinking nothing we haven't opened up beers yet no what are you currently drinking a bloody mary
1: welcome to nerdy thursday oh double fisting
2: the world was big and cruel and cold and gray and sad but nerdy thursday came up and made everybody glad because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds And they left the great old square world behind Nerdy Thursday, you're the man, I hope you'll be Welcome friend.
0: everybody to Nerdy Thursday, Thanks. we're you two hosts, Sean and Mitch And we're just a couple of guys that like beer, games, and nerd culture in general My name is Sean, and with me, as always, is Mitch waving at me where nobody can hear that but what's up dude no i'm twitch streaming right now yeah are you you're really not just my just my half there's zero percent chance you even know how to do that so exactly but it'd be cool (laughs) it would work out way better because you get way less distracted than i do so
1: well yeah because you're already distracted looking at something and moving your eyes and God knows what.
0: Well, I had to, uh, apparently I had Facebook on in the background, and as soon as we start recording, everybody starts messaging. So it's like... Oh, they know. Bum, bum. Yeah. Bum, boom. And I had to get rid of it. It's gone. Cool. She gone. But what's up, dude? Uh, what's new with oh, you? Oh, nothing. How was uh, Mother's kept... Day?
1: God, shut up, man. You asked me a question, let me answer. I asked you four questions, so now you can mm. just talk for six minutes. Okay. Well, that's <laughs> not gonna happen. <laughs> Uh, Step one, I don't know if you kept that in there or not, but I did. this is a big ol' Bloody Mary. That's Uh, a fucking big gulp. For Mother's Day, yeah, basically, look at it, compared to my head. Yeah, it's bigger than your head, which is
0: impressive. Mm -hmm. (laughs)
1: Mm-hmm. I got a noggin'. He's got a huge head. But, so, you'll notice that this week it's in a plastic cup, so hopefully you don't hear the ice is bad. Thank you, because last week was
0: brutal to edit because
1: all yeah, i heard no. was
0: ching 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 ching, <laughs> ching 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 the whole time i was editing i'm like
1: and i messaged you i'm like you're an asshole you're like why <laughs> <laughs> i knew
2: <laughs>
1: <laughs> so yeah no i just shook it in the mic and it wasn't even that bad so i, I think we're gonna be okay here yeah sounds pretty good all right that's step uh, but one yeah i did a, a huge bloody mary bar Okay. Yeah, I had all sorts of meats and whatnot. I think we talked about it when I did it for Gus's birthday. hmm. That was pretty
0: insane. Oh, God. I had the mimosas. Yeah. So this Sally. one was
1: even bigger than that one because there's going to be more people. Was there and more? That people? was fun. Yeah, and I still have like seven, you know, different variations of Bloody Mary. This one's the super hot and spicy that I'm working on. You can't do super hot and spicy. How are you making this happen? It's easy. I just Put some ghost pepper uh, hot sauce in there. I don't believe some that at jalapenos. all. Did you take I like did.
0: nine million Prilosec before you started drinking this?
1: No, but it's getting pretty hot. <laughs> Which means I still have the barbecue one left. I have a teriyaki one left. I have a regular mix left. I have some crappy store bought stuff, and I have another crappy store bought stuff that's not even open. Okay,
0: uh, the teriyaki one
1: has my interest. <laughs> That's that's me. Oh, I just put some teriyaki sauce in there that was left over from marinade and the steak tips that went on the bar. <laughs> it wasn't a lot, but it's just enough to taste it. And I put a little bit of pineapple juice. That sounds fantastic. A, a
0: teriyaki pineapple bloody mary mix. Yeah. That sounds marketable. I'm not gonna lie. Oh,
2: just, mine, then, this just shut this show down. Market.
0: And let's go. Let's make this happen. I'll just be this. I'll be the spokesperson.
1: Oh yeah, and then I forgot a V8 uh, black pepper. Just that—that's by itself, in case people didn't really want anything added in. So, That's—that sounds but, gross. That's all the different variations of tomato juice I have. So it's bloody Marys for a while. Okay. Well. Like un- until that goes bad, which is by like I don't know Friday. Okay. Friday night I'll probably <laughs> stop drinking them because Friday night I plan on running out of them.
0: So by next week you're back to Bud Lights.
1: Maybe. <laughs> Oh, we drank all the champagne, so definitely not ever doing mimosas.
0: Damn, especially with Gus being on. <gasps> oh, oh yeah, we're
1: gonna have a little bit of the bubbling next week. Yes, I know it's in there my fridge go. right now. Perfect, that's way better. <laughs> I didn't even. Th- oh yeah, we don't even have to crack beers on. We're gonna spoilers record. Oh wait, no, we're gonna do that Friday night maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Still, we're gonna start recording Saturday mornings. And we can just have a little bit of a bubbly. <laughs> It'll switch from can can pops to fucking champagnes. So.
0: <laughs> Spoilers for anybody who watches wrestling: a little bit of bubbly is Chris Jericho. I have two bottles of Chris Jericho's champagne, <laughs> I, I th- <laughs> and one of them's sitting in my fridge chilling for the last week. This is gonna be pretty bombastic, and that shit's getting popped. And possibly Gus will be back next week. Uh, he conveniently didn't respond to that message
1: <laughs> to the time change. Yeah.
0: What an asshole.
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh
0: my God. Not that much is new with me outside of work and shit like that. Like it's still who crazy. asked. It, well, we got to go through this to get into the meat and taters. Good. True. So, yeah. I mean, I had Give a pretty
1: moose bouge.
0: Okay. If I'm going to say anything, uh, one, I had a pretty good grinder tonight, so that's pretty cool uh
1: (laughs) yeah you're on that app all the time (laughs) wow
0: your dad's (laughs) not even on this episode and you're gonna drop that bomb um it's a strong bloody mary (laughs) (laughs) uh and i'm gonna try my hand at making my own homemade bagels tomorrow so we'll see how that comes out sweet yeah dude
1: when are they gonna be ready uh like eight o'clock tomorrow morning sick i'll swing by sweet sweet I, I'm, can you get one ready at 7.45, 7.30? I,
0: I won't have any cream cheese, but I can have one ready.
1: Oh, what the fuck?
0: It's going to have minced garlic, minced onion, and sesame seeds on it. Yeah, dude. Oh,
2: yeah.
1: Be be waiting on the corner for me. <laughs> Roll I'll down that you. window. I'll, I'll toss that baby
0: into the window like it's a goddamn uh, yarmulke. Per, per, perfect. <laughs> I'll, call. I'll, I'll call you when I'm at the intersection. <laughs> Oh, my God. That's pretty good. So you're drinking a Bloody Mary mix. We already got through that real quick. You're drinking yeah, yeah. that ghost pepper-ass shit. I'm drinking – actually, uh, I've had this con- this uh, brand before or this brewery before called Collective Arts. It is out of Wanakee, Wisconsin. They have
1: the best cans. The best what?
0: Cans. Cans. And they really do. Um, I mean, in terms of very, like, artsy ones, I've seen some really cool, like, uh, Ninja Turtles and, like, wrestling-inspired ones out of, like, random-ass breweries. But in terms Mm -hmm. of, like, just cool-ass-looking cans, uh, this is very simplistic-looking. It's called Life in the Clouds. It's a double-dry hopped IPA. It's a 6.1 percenter. It's a pint. And let's see if uh, if it tastes as simplistic as the can looks. That's really good. There's a lot of really great notes in that, and it's uh, I, it, it's not super simplistic. And <laughs> obviously, I plan this this segment going into this because it is kind of a complex tasting uh, beer. And yeah, I mean, all the notes hit really good. I would give this um, I'd, I'd give this uh, a three seven five, a three seven five mm-hmm. to four. It's like it's really good. I wouldn't go quite four, but it's not quite a three point seven five.
1: Sick.
0: Um, uh, so that's really good. Um, where would you rate your Bloody Mary out of curiosity?
1: <laughs> well, it's a nighttime Bloody Mary, so. <laughs> yeah, no, that's. <clears throat> That's a four and a half right there. <laughs> a little bit of spiciness, oh, too, a little too much spicy for me. I like how you specified that this was a nighttime
0: uh, Bloody Mary, and so I thought it was going to be a low. It, it was going to be lower on the scale, but no, it was still a four and a half. If you had that in the morning, oh, yeah. what would you give it?
1: Oh, five.
0: Oh, okay. All day. Oh, that didn't drop that, that much good, at
1: all. That's a good start right there. <laughs> oh my god, that's awesome. Well, Especially we with just the g- spiciness, it really wake you up.
0: Oh, hell yeah, clear up those sinuses and stuff, especially with all the (laughs) fucking, uh, it's springtime, allergies, shit like that, whatever. Well, after we recorded Clue last week, we discussed it. We did? I think so. Did we? Yeah, we did Clue. (laughs) Fuck out of here, dude. (laughs) Uh, For the first time ever in the history of Nerdy Thursday, we planned more than a week in advance, and probably for the first time ever, we planned the next week in advance. Yeah, I hate it. I kind of don't like it's really nice knowing the next three episodes that we're doing because we even have a guest lined up. We might have two guests line up, which is crazy. Well, That's why I said one. It's definitely one. Yeah. Well, allegedly he hasn't gotten back to us.
1: (laughs) No, not that one. The other one. Oh, the
0: other one. Got it. Yeah. So, we're taking a little bit of a, a play out of Experience Grind Podcast's playbook where they set up a certain month to be a theme. And in May, they usually do Maja, where they do like an Asian inspired flick, like they just did Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon. Um, but we're doing Male Brooks uh, for yeah, May.
1: Just as bad as the first time. What do you mean? We said that last week, and it still wasn't, fun. it wasn't funny then. I don't think we did it on the episode. We said it afterwards. Uh, either, without, either way. <laughs> the Mayel Brooks mm-hmm. for
0: the rest of May. So we're starting Spoilers. today. Spoilers. I
1: don't think Sean's funny.
0: Well, it doesn't have to be funny. It just has to be clever, and I feel like that's clever in, like, a second grade kind of way, you know? Like, I just got out oh, of the yeah. Scholastic Book Fair. And I bought, like, three pencils and, like, three erasers to go on the end of those pencils. And I'm super, mm-hmm. like, excited. Sweet. Yeah. Anyways, we're starting with Spaceballs. <laughs> the 1987 Rick Moranis, Mel Brooks. You got, uh, who else you got in here? You got... Um, John Candy. Yeah, you got Bill John Kilnett and Bill Pullman.
1: Yeah. And, and some famous mime. I don't remember who, 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 who her real name is. Who the hell is the mime? Who, uh, she played dot matrix
0: oh okay but that was joan rivers that voiced her sure just saying i don't know uh i thought i so watching this the second time today i was like how the fuck did somebody fit in that costume it's like watching star wars and being like how did somebody fit in that little trash can yeah you That's know awesome. absolutely insane but that was like a, a life-size person in a super skinny metal outfit absolutely crazy well some people
1: are just skinny i guess okay
0: well this movie is a a obvious spoof on star wars where
1: um i mean i i don't think we have to i mean hmm. pretty heavily episode four yeah even though it came out after return of the jedi
0: yes very first movie ish how would you describe this movie in like two sentences
1: spoof on star wars that's one uh with no merchandising
0: (laughs) half this movie is merchandising
1: (laughs) no no that's why the joke's so good oh my god it's so funny george lucas gave mel brooks the okay really with the condition that they make no merchandise for it that are you serious that's an actual fact yeah
0: I didn't know that. That's really cool that that happened, and I appreciated the not all of the nods to Star Wars, but also there was a couple nods to Star Trek, which I thought were really cool to have that crossover appeal between those two things. And I'm surprised that it still got like the nod even with that. That's pretty cool. So this this follows a uh, basically follows a princess uh, on an island or not an island. <laughs> Follows a princess on a planet. It's so weird to talk about space because we never talk about, like, sci-fi shit. So, like, in my head, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, it's an island. No, this shit's a planet. A planet, uh, she's about to get married, and then there's a neighboring planet who fucking just used all of their planet's resources, got rid of their atmosphere, and they're like, we got to get more uh, get more air. So they, don't you
1: have that little blurb?
0: I don't have it pulled up, or else I... um. I would have said. Oh, I thought it. that's what, you, I thought that's what you're so
1: distracted with, uh, earlier on. No, I mean I'll pull it up real quick. <laughs> Jeez, I, for somebody who was so up on it the last four times, I just figured you'd have it ready to go.
0: I know, but here's the thing: is I wanted to do something a little bit different with this episode. So the blurb on oh, this okay. is a thanks st-
1: for the heads up.
0: Well, you would have been like, "Ooh, we'll save it for the show," like you do every goddamn time. Ah.
1: Always.
0: <laughs> a star pilot and his sidekick must come to the rescue of a princess and save the galaxy from a ruthless race of beings known as Spaceballs. Basically it. Okay.
1: Nice.
0: So what I wanted to do was kind of, uh, I've got for myself a little bit of a breakdown of the movie, which will take like five minutes to get through. And then mm-hmm. I wanted to, I I broke down a lot of the characters, so I have a breakdown And it's not even a breakdown, but it's like pros and cons of each of the characters. So I got uh, I got Big Helmet and I got Vespa and I've got Lone Star, Barf, Pizza the Hut, Yogurt, uh, President Scrooge, all kind of laid out with like little little things that happened to them throughout the uh, movie that would be fun to talk about and like likes and dislikes and what I'd recommend for them to improve as people. Because oh, okay. this is a parody of a movie, and I feel like we could do a parody of our show about this movie. Uh, I'd have more prepared. <laughs> I'm sorry, but if even if I told you this, you still wouldn't have come more prepared. Tell me I'm nope. wrong. <laughs> so you're not, I'm gonna go ahead and say this movie starts off with the famous Star War Star Wars scroll with the text going up and it's, I don't know, it's what you would kind of expect from a parody where it's like kind of offhanded humor. but I think the, the real humor in this movie really starts with a ridiculous ship reveal that that really just sets the tone for this movie with the whole spaceball ship taking like literally four and a half minutes to appear in its entirety. To even yep. having the uh, the uh, the bumper sticker that says "We break for no wedding,"
1: like that, the just exact same shot as a new hope, pretty much exactly. So it just like longer. has the
0: review of the the reveal of the star destroyer, and it just sets the tone because it just goes on and on to the point where like thirty seconds you're laughing at this, like chuckling, and then like a minute you're like, "Jesus Christ, where where is this going?" This movie has a lot of really great fourth wall breaking things that happen to it.
1: There's no such thing as great breaking the fourth wall. Okay. Really?
0: Even in this, all the shit that he says, like in the beginning when they're talking about, like, uh, so you got Colonel Sanders talking to Big Helmet, and they kind of discuss the plot, and he looks at the camera, he's like, "You got that?" Like, I, I fucking laughed so hard at that. It was so ridiculous. No, you don't no. like that? Nope. You don't okay, you, how do you feel about the part where he's like, Grab the copy of Spaceballs the movie and let's find out where they're at.
1: That's hilarious.
0: That's the most fourth wall breaking shit in this movie
1: <laughs> No. That's like breaking that's like breaking the sixth wall.
0: <laughs> that's not even a goddamn thing. I mean, I guess if you're talking about the fourth dimension of the fourth wall, I guess it makes sense. Like, that's the the 16th wall. I don't know. I really love the fourth wall breaking throughout it. Um, I actually enjoyed the fact that this – I enjoyed the Star Wars parody of this more than I liked pretty much any Star Wars movie I've ever seen. <laughs> And like, hate me all you want, folks, f- for saying that, but me watching this, I had more fun watching this than any Star Wars movie.
1: I wish I had known that. Why? Once you're done with Return of the King, we can watch the Lord of the Ring parodies out there. I'll watch that. Instead of walking, they run. I'm Game!
0: <laughs> Let's go! Why didn't we start with those? <laughs> Fuck, man! We haven't even st- like we haven't even done a Star Wars movie. And this has me jazzed to do that. Like if we did the parodies, I'd probably be like, Yeah, let's watch the Lord of the Rings movies.
1: Um Well see, I don't I don't I don't think a May the fourth has hit a Thursday yet. I don't know. That's true. Maybe. I don't know. I haven't paid attention.
0: But uh anyways, Vespa ends up escaping her wedding and almost gets captured by the Spaceballs. Lone Star captures her and jams the radar, which also leads to this really funny scene where the radar's jammed, and you got that. What's his name? Michael Michael Winslow. Winslow. Yeah, from um, he was in uh,
1: Police Academy. Police Academy, which I just started watching too. Oh, God. So good. It's So good, right?
0: We should probably just follow on to that one after these ones. Uh, We'll do a Michael Winslow month. uh, Okay, so we could do a Michael Winslow month. We could do a uh, uh, fucking uh, big helmet here. Um, Rick. Rick Moranis month. Like, easy. Uh, yeah, Little Shop of Horrors, no, you, Honey, I Shrunk the Kids.
1: Like No, the rule is you can only pick one one person from the thing. And it's Michael Winslow? No, so, well, no, it doesn't have to be. We'll, we'll, we'll pick it. But so if we watch all these Mel Brooks movies, we can only pick somebody from the movies we're doing, and then we'll do a month of them, and you can only pick one character or person, actor from that I love it. That's how we'll pick. That's how we'll move on.
0: I I mean, little known fact the the only reason we made it to this point is because we've done pretty much every other John Candy movie ever known to man. And honestly, watching Uh, this movie. We've got
1: plenty left.
0: Oh, I know. I, I mean, obviously, I was being facetious, but honestly, watching this, as soon as Barf appeared, I was like, holy fuck! I forgot John Candy's in this. And I had a little nice little Nerdy Thursday moment with myself.
1: That made me laugh because, uh, later on I got something good for you. Awesome.
0: So the radar ends up getting jammed. Uh, they end up going to this desert planet. The dink dinks find them. That's just what I'm going to call them because all they say is dink dink. They find them and bring them to yogurt. Who's, I mean, he's kind of like the wizard of Oz of the Jedis, especially when he gets revealed, but he is a goddamn
1: merchandise whore. They yeah, end up. That's co- another good thing. Cause this, uh, movie was filmed on the same stage as wizard of oz really yeah
0: (laughs) that's fantastic like that is such a cool through line they end up combing the desert they ain't find shit god they go through schwartz training (laughs) you learn that there's always two sides sides to the schwartz and it turns out that uh uh what's his name lone star has the upside and big helmet has the downside that that's a huge bummer um big helmet pretends to be vespa's dad kidnaps her and also like we'll get back to this after but he has the power to transform himself and visually yo that homie gotta fucking act
1: on that because
0: that's a cool ability
1: uh i mean i feel like it's just what luke skywalker did in the later movies when he projected yeah but he pro- This guy he, just projected to a different, like a different thing. Maybe so. I feel like he's Mel Brooks is just way ahead of his time. We'll get back to
0: this after because I do believe you in the fact that I do have other po- facts in this movie that I feel are just way ahead of their time. It's insane. Um, Can't wait. So Lone Star gets a fortune cookie. See that whole thing seems to be added later in the production of the movie. It just seems so weird. Placed both here and at the end of the movie. He also gets the ring of the Schwartz. Infiltrate the ship. They get caught, but it's just their stunt doubles. You later learn that you never mess with a lady's hair. Uh, The ship turns into a transformer and steals some air. There's a red key card, which is a staple of every video game from the late 80s and early 90s. But it's in here. Uh... There's the Battle of the Lightsaber Schwartzes. There's a Planet of the Apes reference. And it turns out that Lone Star is a prince and marries Vespa. That is the fucking... That's the whole movie. Thank you. I think that's the only time you've ever applauded me for breaking down a movie. So I will take this. Okay. With that being said, I just want to get into the characters and have some fun with this. Okie doke.
1: Mitch, what's your favorite character?
0: This is going to determine who we break down first.
1: Sorry. My favorite character? Yeah. ooh we. Hmm. Dot Matrix. Really? Why? (laughs) (laughs) She's got some of the best lines, and it's just because they're the one-off real quick ones. Like when her virgin alarm goes off. That was pretty great. That's almost like and a. She says, out. "This goes off. This is supposed to go off before you do, or something like that." Yeah.
0: <laughs> yeah, that was a pretty good line. I think, honestly, I think that's like her most memorable line. <laughs> oh yeah, probably in the whole movie. I don't have much about her, honestly. Uh, she's like the. Only I figured third. you didn't. That's why I picked her. <laughs> okay. Well, is there anything about her that you would be like, eh, "I wish she was. She was better." Uh, Because she's just such a throwaway character (laughs) She's like Vespa's sassy sidekick Well yeah of course And Vespa's already sassy enough for both
1: of them (laughs) Well yeah (laughs) Duh She's a princess (laughs) The dang Drews So um, I think her roller skate feet Get like mixed up Okay how so? That's pretty obnoxious. Well, especially because they're in a full desert uh-huh. area. Yeah. And she's just kicking dirt. You can't really skate on that.
0: Yeah. Do you, Like, how hard do you think that would be to walk through a desert and skates? Let's just think about this. Awful. Like,
1: It's real fucking awful, I bet.
0: Can you think of something that would be worse? Like, I would... Would you rather walk a mile in the desert with skate... Like, uh, rollerblades or Mm -hmm. squeeze i don't know like a quarter of an onion juice into your eyes no it's got to be half a mile
1: in the desert it's probably still do the onion really okay yeah Well, that's just thing for a few minutes
0: that just shows how painful that is okay for a real answer what's a character that you'd like to break down
1: (laughs) uh why can't we do her you said you have her on there.
0: i don't have her on here (laughs)
1: Oh, oh, let's do Barf then.
0: Okay, Barf. I do have Barf on here. Barf, our beloved Mog, who is also a man-dog, uh, fun, loving, and endearing, I feel like is this the description that I put down for him. How would you describe Barf? Loyal. Yeah. <laughs> Man's best friend, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> he's Lone Star's ally and friend and obvious subordinate uh, to him
1: he's he's loyal but dumb
0: yeah but also at the same time I feel like he's smarter than Lone Star oh yeah and like the uh, the common sense kind of thing did you lose a contact?
1: I think so <laughs> like, you've I'm been, glad like, you could pick up on that
0: so, so he's got a lot a lot of really great like common sense kind of things and he's very uh down to earth and realistic in terms of um like what's going on whereas you have uh, you have Lone Star that just is very shoot from the hip and very uh I don't know on a whim kind of decision making whereas Barf just seems like the logical one between them which Mm -hmm. is weird
1: that's fair that's fair
0: I love the fact that almost every time you see him enter a room and turn around, he smacks Lone
1: Star in the face with his tail. I knew you would like that. I thought that Which was funny because you gave me shit about the dog shit joke and Clue, and it's basically the same thing. It's
0: not at all. This is harmless and, like, not juvenile. Like, turning around and Bullshit. just— Bullshit! Hold on! Yeah, somebody turning around and accidentally hitting somebody with their tail is much different than a dog shit joke. A no. poop joke is the lowest of the low, and then you've got <laughs> dog poop jokes, which is somehow lower than regular poop jokes. I don't believe you. <laughs> oh man, what would you uh, have? What would you have done differently with uh, barf, if anything?
1: Um. I just don't like the face makeup okay because it's so just generic and like
0: even on the scale of like the shittiest Star Trek it's the worst makeup you've ever seen
1: yeah pretty much okay because they like they gave him the cool feet and the tail that moves all around and does its thing and his ears are just ridiculous and then you get like this like you get a little like brown painted on his face so like so badly that you could barely tell that it's actually there uh-huh and then that white patch around his eye where he looks like spot like...
0: the dog from uh yeah, it's, little Rascals. It's Just kind of
1: like you could do a little bit better do you think if that you was put actually so much inspired? effort into the rest of it no no okay i
0: don't know Okay, well, I get behind that. That makes a lot of sense, and I I agree completely with that. I think um, I didn't have much to not like about Barf, but if you're gonna bring up that point, I agree completely. I I appreciate
1: that a lot. I'm gonna move. This movie gets so much credit for his ears. Really? Like you can find you can find articles about his ears being better actors than some of the people in it. Why? Just because of... It. Was there, like, animatronics in there? Because there's yeah. a couple of scenes
0: where they just go... Bring.
1: Yeah, they move all over. Like, they'll move. Like, one will go okay wild like when he hears something.
0: I didn't really notice that on this most recent uh, watch-through because I wasn't exactly looking for it. And I'll be honest. I haven't seen this movie uh, be- be- before this watching in, like, I don't know, man, like 15 ish years but uh there was a couple of scenes where like both ears go up and i was like oh that was pretty cool i I like that effect that was that was awesome so props to them yeah really cool uh costume design and animatronics if we're talking about animatronics and costume design i want to talk about pizza the hut real quick Amazing. Love it. <laughs> I fucking love it. A main crux of this movie is the fact that Lone Star and Barf are indebted. Like they're not even really bounty hunters. It's not exactly explained as to like as to what they fucking do. Like Lone Star is like a combination of Han Solo and Luke Skywalker somehow, but more so Han Solo that somehow becomes luke skywalker i don't know yeah but you learn out you learn pretty quick that he's indebted to pizza the hut for 100 million starbucks space bucks i was about to say i did not even make the connection that that's like starbucks so space bucks which is a huge increase from the one hundred thousand. Uh, Space bucks that he was indebted to, but hey, you know, interest and the payee is going to make out pretty good. But Pizza the Hut is basically a gangsta made of pizza. And we find out later in the movie that he eats himself to death after becoming trapped, which is.
1: All right, now here's the real question. Okay. Is that tongue of his, the other guy, like the actor's chin? No. Oh, the chin?
0: Maybe, dude
1: because like his eyes in that part yeah like match up yep and dude like another fun fact is the first guy who did that like was the actor didn't come back when they had to reshoot some stuff so somebody else had to, like to do it
0: really so, yeah. so while you watch that it's two different people
1: i'm not sure where it switches and which guy did what i think there's only one scene where it's two of them isn't it no, not him and Vinny. Oh, okay. Or whatever. But, like, the actual the guy in the suit. That's easy. That's a really but good question. as you're watching it and that, like, cheese is just melting, it's... like, if that's what's going on, if like, that's his chin and it's just all up in there, like, all over him, <laughs> God, what a way, like, not to flinch at all.
0: I will tell you, like, while watching that and you're talking about that tongue and stuff man like i could not stop t- looking at the costume and trying to delineate like what was the costume and what was him and like yeah, the in exactly. the tongue was so weird because i couldn't place what it was but if you think it that it's his chin that would make so much sense and that is such a cool cool um addition to this costume to make that happen that way i think that's great the melting cheese is gross but awesome at the oh. same time. And I love absolutely th- disgusting. And I love the point where Vinny looks over and just grabs a piece just, of him uh, and eats him. Just
1: eats him. <laughs> You're
0: delicious. So good. And such an amazing ta- take on uh uh fucking Jabba,
1: Jabba the Hutt. Thank you. I c- so, like I cannot So t- even his sidekick, like that's all like Little prosthetics in all makeup. Yeah,
0: and he looks like a fucking. You couldn't robot. do
1: anything better on John Candy. Good point. Like it makes you even matter when you see him.
0: It makes me matter the fact that you just mentioned that because it that looked like very minimal makeup to give him a more of a almost squared off face, and maybe it was the acting where he's just like and he's like twisting his head and like short circuiting or whatever. Yeah, but. uh you're right you're actually making me more frustrated at barf's character (laughs) the more we talk about this you're welcome uh do you have a character that you want to jump into next no
1: go ahead okay go ahead you you came prepared we'll go off your list
0: okay i'm just gonna jump around here then and go to who i think i think the the next most fun character is gonna be yogurt
1: i think oh it's for us that's what i was gonna say to go to okay cool uh, like, as you were talking, halfway through you talking, I was like, oh, I don't want him to pick. I'll do yogurt. Yeah. And you're like, oh,
0: it's going to be yogurt. I, I've got the next four people lined up and ready to go, and I think this is a good lineup. Yogurt is obviously the Yoda of this movie. And like I uh-huh. referenced earlier, it's kind of almost a Wizard of Oz esque thing, and that they get led to this tomb by the Dink Dinks. And. And they come across this big-ass statue of almost, like, this uh, Buddha-esque dude sitting there. I mean, and he looks like an elf, kind of. I don't know, a Yoda-looking motherfucker. But, um, and all of a sudden this voice is booming like it's, like, the Wizard of Oz just talking from behind his curtain, leading this thing until a gate opens and he comes out and he's just this little Yoda-looking fuck who, (laughs) like, shilling out stuff and teaching the Schwartz. Yeah, pretty much. Uh what do you think here? What do you like? What do you don't like? Um I love all of the glitter. Yep. He's got a great sheen. Uh he's the see. third best sheen behind Charlie.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: Amelia Astavez is the first one.
1: I figured. <laughs> <laughs> He tipped his hat like this. Um, <laughs> uh, I can tell you something I didn't like. Yeah, please do. I didn't think it needed to be Mel Brooks. I didn't either. He either had to be President Scrooge or Yogurt. He couldn't do both. I agree. I thought it was
0: very weird seeing President Scroob and then seeing yogurt and like obviously like i said i haven't seen this since i don't know i was in my teens and i looked at yogurt i'm like is that fucking mel brooks again and then once you realize it is it's like why <laughs> like why didn't it, see it, it could have gone I, I don't know sorry
1: i think he would have been better as yogurt if it was still one role Instead of the president,
0: that was gonna be my question. Which which role would you have preferred him to be in? I actually prefer Eat him yogurt. as this group. Why? Just because I think it's more, uh, it's a more straight-up character for him to do, in his subtleties and comedy, in those, the subtleties in what he could do in the acting we're just so yep. much better as scrub than i think as yogurt because yogurt's just more of an animated character that I, that i feel like almost anybody could have played anybody who know, like did comedy probably could have played yogurt whereas i just yep. like kind of you, i look at scrub and i'm like yeah
1: mel brooks fucking nailed that <laughs> i uh, it's kind of the opposite exactly for me Okay, and that's fair. Scrooge's kind of like a generic character. Okay, who, other than having the same luggage as or the same combination on his luggage, I
0: I actually he, we're going to Scrooge next, so we'll okay we'll get to that when we get there because actually honestly the way you're phrasing this I think I I see where you're coming from and I have a point to that in your favor, okay. so we'll yeah. get there. I think
1: like hold on, but like anything. Could have like I think anybody could have played that character where as knowing that there's no merchandise and like I think in there he yogurt is the one who says something about a sequel. Yes. <laughs> and Mel Brooks has never made a sequel. He
0: goes, he goes Lone Star goes, Will I ever see you again? And he goes, Yes, I'll see you again in the highly anticipated Spaceballs two, the sequel. I was like, <laughs> dear God we're really nailing this on the head aren't we yeah (laughs) and this is after the lunch pail which was the fucking all the rage in the 80s
1: exactly so no and there's no merchandise and how mel brooks has never made a sequel i think the jokes were more directed to be said by him than anything
0: so that's more like insider jokes i would say probably
1: yeah and i appreciate that i can get behind that i agree it's well since it's more of a it bombed the box office and more of a cult yeah thing which i think most of his movies probably were yeah like more people would know that information and i think that's why the now the character would be better for him maybe of initially coming out yeah as the president is a better role for him but as time goes on
0: so let me ask you, if it was somebody else playing Yogurt, do you think they would have had to have changed those lines to make have it make more sense? Do you think that those lines made more sense because it was
1: Mel Brooks saying them? Now, yeah. And in, in like I said, it, the time of its release, it wouldn't have mattered. Okay. Well, you do
0: have that huge merchandising line, and I r- distinctly remember watching this. He goes, they talk about that sequel, and then it pans straight to Scrooge in bed with the two twins underneath the space. The double
1: mint twins? Yeah,
0: underneath the double mint twins. Wow, go chew your gum. That all makes sense. Oh, my fucking God. I did not fucking pick up on that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I'm done. But they're. Cancel the show. But they're under. <laughs> but they're underneath a bed sheet that says Spaceball's the movie, which is just a continuation Everything. of what you just saw with yogurt. And I thought that was awesome. So I want to move into Scroob. I love that scrub is an anagram for Brooks. I thought that was a, a nice little touch in there. Um. I, Isn't it just backwards?
1: Yeah, it's just backwards. It's
0: almost backwards, but the R is in a different place. Oh, that's right.
1: Never mind. Because it would be Scorbs. Yeah.
0: Um. Anyways, I really like this character as, like, the the president of this kind of evil country who's just a fucking idiot. And he's got everybody underneath him who is a complete idiot. And somehow, Big Helmet yeah, how is... how could that ever happen? Hmm. Don't know. And somehow Big Helmet is smarter than him. And Big Helmet, we'll get to him, but he's kind of a fucking... Actually, he's not that much of an idiot. He's just, like, one of those guys that, like, is wrong all the time but needs to be right.
1: Colonel Sanders is the smartest. Yeah.
0: Uh, I I love the little touches of the Perrier. <laughs> oh, yeah. Where he's breathing in the can. And I also loved Just, like... The infrastructure that he set up as a president to have all of these cameras and all of the most (laughs) all his talking walls, like all of the talking walls in the most inconvenient places. And his like general lady there just keeps interrupting him in the wrongest in the most wrong places and time yeah yeah like he's in bed with the twins and he pops up and he hops out and he's reading a book upside down or he's peeing and he does the little salute which is basically a, like the fuck you like the fuck you and then turn around and wave with a cute you know? little wave yeah. yeah like he does that while peeing and then she looks at his junk and like
1: i thought she's a little ho- she's a whore she's a slut i think she's hotter than slut. uh that's Still Captain Slut. Don't care.
0: I'd rather have She's Captain Slut movie. than Princess Slut. No, no, Mm-mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. no, 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 no. Vespa oh, yeah. is the Andy of this movie. Nope. What? No way. Yeah, because oh, I don't know. Whatever. She dies at the end of the movie. It doesn't matter. They had a really fun scene with President Scroob, <laughs> where he gets beamed up and she is a hoe. Because she's like, yeah, Scotty beamed me twice last night. And it was fantastic. (laughs) And he ends up getting beamed. And this scene is so funny because he shows up backwards, right? And this isn't even the funny part. The funny part about this is when he gets sent back to his room and he's normal. And he just walks into the next room and that's where he got beamed into. Like, he is so fucking lazy that he got beamed into the next room when he could have just walked
1: there. I thought. See, those are the obnoxious jokes that I love.
0: I thought that was so fucking funny, and I I don't even think that's obnoxious. I just think that's like one of those you can you can think of like probably the most power hungry person that you could think of, and be like, yeah, they would probably do that.
1: But you know, like that's one of the Star Trek references you were talking about. Yeah, but it's just funny to think of like where did they actually beam people to and from? Like, do you just? I, I don't want to walk down the stairs right now. Yeah, I'm gonna beam myself to the kitchen. Like, so good. It, I mean, I would do that. Like, if
0: I had, <laughs> if I had that ability to just beam to work, even though it's a six-minute walk, I would just beam to work. <laughs> to, like, like I, I could probably pull family feud style, pull a hundred people. Ninety-nine of them are beaming to work. Fuck out of oh, here. Oh god, yeah. Like easy, easy. Like that's a low Everywhere. ball. Ninety-nine. Oh, yeah. Uh, so I love this character. I thought it was fantastic. I, I really thought the whole uh, one, two, three, four, you know, the combination to the atmosphere. And he's like, Remind me to change the locks on my luggage. After Dark Helmet, <laughs> or uh, Small Helmet, Tiny Helmet, whatever the hell his name is, Big Helmet said, Only an idiot would name his lock- luggage that. I oh, don't know. Sorry. I'm stumbling. You're doing a great job just keep it up i'm trying i thought that was great do you have anything else to add to Scroob? Uh, no before we get into the last big three i don't think so okay out of these three pick a letter bv lone star okay lone star real quick who would win in a battle? Lone Star or Elsa from Frozen?
1: Elsa from Frozen. Uh. <laughs>
0: Do you know why I asked you this question? No. Okay. So while they're on the des- the desert island planet, whatever, Lone Star gives Vespa his jacket. And she goes, won't you need this jacket? And he goes, nah, the cold never bothered me anyways. <laughs>
1: I, I, I didn't even I didn't even pick up on that <laughs> Nice Good one
0: I thought that was so fucking I don't know why Like obviously there's no connection Between the movies And just like out of coincidence There's like a line like that But it had me laughing For some stupid ass reason You started singing <laughs> But you've got Lone Star, He runs odd jobs. He's in debt to Pizza the Hut uh, for one million space bucks. And he... Driving a junk mobile. Yeah, absolutely. The Winnebago. <laughs> the flying Winnebago. And he has a necklace uh, that he brought to Yogurt's planet that nobody knows about. It, and it turns out he's a prince. He's kind of a dumbass that somehow can handle the Schwartz. And battle big helmet. Like I don't know how do how do you feel about yeah. this guy? I I think that he's honestly one of the shittiest characters in the movie. But I love Bill Pullman, so it's like one of those and
1: a terrible hero.
0: <laughs> really, and like not even in an like a super ironic sense.
1: Like he's just yeah, or in shit. an endearing way. Like it's. Like, I feel like he's trying. Yeah,
0: he's not it, it though. Doesn't come off at the
1: time, but it's like exactly but it's not coming off as trying too hard yeah he's like he's being the hero where it's like
0: where the princess comes along he's like nah princess we're doing this my way but he's a fucking idiot (laughs) yeah pretty much (laughs) like to the point he gets over the intercom uh just to let everybody know on this winnebago the first chance we get we're dropping off the matched luggage
1: it's gone and she's like, I really like how you had to use your cell phone for that. Well, I wanted to use it like it was a fucking walkie, walkie over, like one of those. Damn, easy, Michael Winslow. <laughs> 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 the talking like this.
0: Yo, that scene in the movie was so funny when he did that with the microphone or with the walkie-talkie thing. And they come over, he's like, "What?" And he still did it. Oh, love it. Michael Winslow is a fucking treasure. If he's still alive, if not, he was a treasure. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. He's a really shitty character. <laughs> like He's a character that's like really bad, but just survives by pure luck and happenstance in this movie. Okay, okay. I think he's the weakest. I don't know. Where do you place
1: him in this movie? Out of everybody we've talked to, definitely the bottom. Okay. But King Roland and Prince Valium are below him. <laughs> Okay, well, that's fair, just because,
0: well, King Roland is such a goddamn pushover, like awful pushover, like, (laughs) we'll get to him in a minute, let's talk, let's talk to him at the same time, talk about him at the same time as Vespa, because there's a scene where he is such a goddamn pushover, but you remember his name, because I'm not going to remember his name, I didn't even type him down, because I couldn't remember his name. But Valium, Valium? hilarious fuck, hilarious as fuck, and there's a scene where, like, somebody goes, man, he is such a pill.
1: I'm like, wow. Okay. (laughs) Good one. Nice. Let's go to Vespa. Sure. That was my
0: suggestion anyway. She's Druish, ditzy, and entitled. She runs away from her wedding, gets targeted by Spaceballs, and saved by Lone Star. As a Druid... Named Dot. A droid? Nah, she's a druid. Okay, a druid-droid? Yeah, she's a druish-droid, which is a druid. Falls for Lone Star on Yogurt's planet and has a virginity belt. Had a bad nose. Not good. Easy weakness. Ooh, that that was a schnoz. Yeah, and that's where King Roland comes into play, where it's like, you're weak as fuck weak as fuck why one because his negotiating don't that, skills don't... trash
1: yeah he negotiates with terrorists i don't like that
0: he negotiates with terrorists including lone star lone star is a terrorist
1: well yeah yeah a million space bucks
0: first thing he's like ah and he's like all right we're out of here and he's like okay okay one million space bucks i'll do it refuses to give up the code to the atmosphere well we're gonna give your daughter a bad nose okay it's one two three four five shit character absolute trash wish that his planet died wish he died on his planet both
1: mixture of the two he did there for a half second i wish
0: oh yeah when they sucked out all the air from the transformer because this is 1987
1: the transformer vacuum made
0: vespa how do you feel about her where are you at uh she's hot but obnoxious you think she's hot is it
1: like hot hot or like 80s hot 80s hot
0: okay that's fair
1: and her singing voice is just beautiful
0: where do you pair her up against uh jennifer okay she's she's a bass. first of all and second of all (laughs) where do you pair up pair her up against jennifer gray Oh, she's hotter than Jennifer Grey. You're out of your goddamn mind. No way. I would put Vespa in the corner all day long. No. And then you you know what I'd do when I put her in the corner? I'd build another corner sword. on the outside of her to fucking close her into that wall. <laughs> nice.
1: Okay, okay. Good one. <laughs>
0: Oh, my God. Uh, You know what I really appreciate about this Vespa character? What? And this is something you mentioned earlier, where you said Mel Brooks was ahead of his time. Okay. Princess Vespa has Princess Leia buns that are beats by Dre's in 1987. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, that's fair. These are wireless Bluetooth headphones that are playing music that are just literally i could go to the store right now i could go to walmart allegedly if they let me in with a mask buy a pair of beats by dre and wrap like a couple of strands of hair around that and look like uh, vespa in that scene that'd be sick yeah that's ahead of its fucking time
1: yeah i wish we had beats by brooks that'd be way better
0: beats by brooks that's fantastic okay let's continue this on in the next movies that we do let's see if we can make okay. more beats by brooks excuse me this beer's got me burpy i think so was there other uh things in this movie that you thought were way more ahead of its time
1: i <sighs> that i can think of right this second
0: okay do you have more to say about vespa no hot ish princess why is she, drewish why is she named after a scooter Uh, She carries a – yeah, I don't even know. The scooter and the pill. It's weird. Uh, She has a gigantic uh, hair dryer, which I think is hilarious because her hair is very important. If she didn't have it, she would die without it. And then later in the movie, she gets shot in the hair and goes on a murderous Rambo rampage, which they actually make reference to. I thought that was a nice little touch, too, that they referenced Rambo. Yeah. Uh, good stuff. Last character in the movie, Big Helmet Rick Moranis. Before I get into my notes, what do you got for me? Uh, Things that stick out.
1: As much as I don't like it, he's the best one that breaks the fourth wall.
0: I think that's his. Whole, I think that's his whole character. Like. <laughs> like his whole character is built to break the fourth wall. The entire movie.
1: And the way he kind of tries to uh, revert every dumb thing he does,
0: every dumb thing he does to make it seem like he meant to do
1: it. Yeah, like the radar and Mr. Coffee.
0: Oh yeah, I always like to have my coffee when I look at Mr. Radar. Switch to teleview.
1: And the fact, <laughs> and the fact that he has the Schwartz. Uh huh. And he has that power over everybody to be like. I didn't do anything dumb.
0: I Nope, you didn't. And you say that and you say that nope, you didn't. But what people who are listening on audio can't tell is that every time that happens, they cover their crotch.
1: Well, yeah, cuz he just shot somebody in the balls. Which
0: is hilarious because that happens He doesn't
1: do the th- he doesn't do the throat strangle. He does the ball the ball grasp. Which
0: is established at the beginning of the movie when somebody does something wrong and they protect their throat and instead they get shot in the dick. And then for the rest of the movie, every time, like, somebody questions him, they're like, nope, and cover their dick. And he
1: starts to get mad. Oh, my
0: God. And it was hilarious. And that is something that's even – it's very subtle. It's very subtle. The first time that there you see – No, no, no. Uh, What I'm about to say is very subtle. The first time that you see uh, Big Helmet, he walks in, and he's doing, like, the whole uh, Darth Vader entrance, and he's got a stupid fucking black
1: tie on, right? On the dick and balls? It's a dick and balls,
0: because the clasps of his cape are the balls (laughs) of the dick.
1: I, I just noticed that the first time watching it yesterday oh i almost i was cracking up as soon as i seen him it's like when you notice satan in south park just his entire chest is a dick oh god oh yeah when he when he came out of that fucking door it's just a dick and balls there i was laughing so hard i was like holy shit
0: oh my god it's so fucking amazing between that and the fourth wall shit that like literally the The only time that fourth wall stuff happens in this movie, really outside of the merchandise stuff, which I don't really think counts, it's only involving Dark Helmet. Like, dark, yeah, it's only Dark Helmet when this fourth wall stuff happens. And even at the end when they're doing the Schwartz battle and they fucking accidentally smoke one of the cameramen. He's like, I didn't do it, it was him. Like... (laughs) That's just so great and so smooth and so refreshing in a movie like this. I I fucking love it. Uh, I love the fact that the running gag that he cannot breathe in that goddamn helmet. But no matter what the scene is, he's always wearing something huge. So he goes from like the big Darth Vader-esque thing to like this safari fucking helmet (laughs) when they're on the desert, which is... (laughs) So stupid, and it opens up like it's a fucking <laughs> clasp in front, and, like, it's so good. Um, again, I I think that it's really stupid that he had this ability to project himself as somebody else just randomly for one scene. I thought that was stupid, but, I, I mean, he has dolls of everybody in the movie, so, I mean, it works out, so... I mean, yeah, exactly. it balances, and there's a lot of smooches and stuff like that, so.
1: <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. I don't know. I, I didn't see him playing with his dolls. <laughs> Very nice, Colonel uh, Sanders. Appreciate that.
0: Uh, I don't know. This movie's just a lot of fun, and this is one of those movies where— I I felt like this was going to be a fun way of breaking it down cuz I feel like everybody's seen this movie. And if people haven't seen this movie, fucking watch Say that this movie all the time. I love it. And it's and it's really weird that like the big joke at the end of the movie is that the fucking starship is a transformer that turns into a maid to use a fucking vacuum cleaner to suck out the air. Transformers <laughs> are still somehow relevant 30 years 33 years later. Yep. Like That's insane to me that, like, some kid could watch this movie and be like, oh, I get that. That's fucking awesome. (laughs) Ha ha ha. Like, that's insane to me watching this that that is relevant right now. Blows me away. If you haven't seen this, watch it. It's hilarious. I recommend it. And that leads us into our ratings. Okay. Unless you have more to say. I'll go first. No, no. I'll go first with the ratings. I'm going to punch you fucking in the dick if you take my rating. I texted. Well, well, I don't
1: have. I don't have. I don't have my rating yet, but we'll get into the ratings. Okay. I'm going first. I texted myself my rating last night. <laughs> That's amazing. Sean. Mitch. On a scale of one to a bowl. I swear to fucking god. Of spaceballs, Thank the you. shaving cream. Thank you. How many cans of spaceball the shaving cream? Would you. I'm going to stop right there. (laughs) Sean. Mitch. (laughs) On a scale. You're turning into me. One to a bowl of giant yogurts flattening Barf's foot. How many giant yogurts flattening Barf's foot would you? Okay, so you got two scales, right? Yeah. Back to the first one. On a scale of one to a bowl... <laughs> the fuck
0: is going
1: on? Of cans of Spaceballs the Shaving Cream. Are we
0: doing calculus the rating?
1: <laughs> how many <laughs> Spaceballs the Shaving Cream would you give this movie as a memory for nostalgia feel? Okay. From when you were a teenager watching it.
0: Uh, for nostalgia... Wow. Okay. So we're doing two ratings. Got it. On a scale of one to a bowl of shaving cream in Nostalgia... Spaceballs shaving cream, excuse me, for Nostalgia, I would give this movie... I'd give it 23 uh,
1: shaving creams... uh, Spaceballs shaving creams of Nostalgia. Okay, okay. So, Sean. Yeah. On a scale of one to a bowl of giant yogurt statues that flatten barf's foot how would you rate this movie as you watched it as we all know yesterday and today and i feel like i feel like
0: el presidente from barstool sports every time i talk about this and talk about pizza where it's like you know what it's one bite this is how i do it at the time honestly for everybody who's new this goes by my enjoyment at the time that i watched this movie My scale, uh, my rating for this on a scale of one to a bowl of giant yogurts flattening barf's foot. That's a weird word to say. Barf's foot. That phrase (laughs) is very awkward. People at home, try to say it out loud three times fast. Uh, On a scale of one to a bowl of giant yogurts flattening barf's foot, I would give this 25. I think that it's higher than my nostalgia just because... You don't need nostalgia to watch this movie. This is a funny fucking movie to just watch. Like, this was an absolute joy to sit down and fucking watch again. And maybe it's because I'm older, and maybe I get more references, but I don't think it's necessarily nostalgia that I enjoyed. I think it's just an enjoyable mu- movie to begin with. Fair. Okay. Fuck. Fuck. I need to think. Oh, <laughs> never mind. I got it. Ah, oh, perfect. I just. Okay. Mitch, on a scale of one to a bowl of Afro picks that you ain't finding shit with, uh-huh. how many Afro picks that you ain't finding shit with would you give this movie in terms of nostalgia?
1: Sean, <clears throat> on a scale of one to a bowl of Afro picks, Come in the desert that I ain't found shit.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I love how it lingers on him for like an extra three fucking seconds of him just glaring like, (laughs) Oh, the subtleties in this movie.
1: I'd give this a 25 out of a bowl for nostalgia. Okay, fair. Um, With that being said,
0: Mitch, Sean, on a scale of one to a bowl, was that your first one, or did you just pick that one out? Of I the I dinner? just made that one up. This is the one okay. that I texted myself, Nick. Okay. On a scale of better one better. to a
1: bowl, of
0: of how much chicken could Colonel Sanders eat if Colonel Sanders did eat his chicken? Uh-huh. <laughs> how many? Nice. Ch- how much chicken would Colonel Sanders eat if Colonel Sanders did eat his chicken? <laughs> Sean.
1: I'm upset that you pull. didn't laugh at that. Uh, <laughs> chicken that Colonel Sanders would eat if he ate his own chicken? Sure, close enough. <laughs> yeah, I figured Colonel Sanders would eat 17 chickens. Really? This movie is terrible. Really? It is so bad.
0: <laughs> we are so opposite on this. I. I did not enjoy rewatching this. Wow. Okay. Spoilers. I watched this twice in the last two days. Good for you. Like. Wow. I don't know what to say. Like I'm I'm kind of surprised. <laughs> Me too. I
1: thought I really liked this movie.
0: And honestly, and I'm very excited to see where we go with the next two because spoilers. The next two are going to be Blazing Saddles and uh, Young Frankenstein. And spoilers times two, I haven't seen either one of those.
1: Yeah, spoilers times two, I watch those yearly, so we won't have to do two scales. Okay. This one I haven't seen in a long time.
0: Cause I got no nostalgia. That's true.
1: that's true. That's true. Good point. Good point.
0: Like I can't, that's a straight zero
1: for the first one. Yeah. Good point. Good point.
0: Shit. I'm very excited to watch them though, because these are two movies that like growing up, like I know so many people who have watched them, but I mean, you know me, like it was either, we didn't watch shit. We were playing outside or like that was me growing up was playing outside and shit. So I didn't really watch these movies growing up big spoilers as to why i didn't watch a lot of movies growing up um but i'm excited to see this for sure you're gonna love it yeah oh man well you say that but then i realize i gotta be on a fucking episode with your dad regarding a movie that drops the n-word very vigorously so
1: uh i wouldn't say that where's my camera i'm trying to stare at you
0: (laughs) Yeah, you're not looking at me. <laughs> Staring at you blankly. Hmm. You'll see. You'll see. Thank you, everybody, for joining us for the first episode of our Male Brooks month. Was that better? <laughs> Obviously not. That was audible. Love you guys. Uh, thank you, Glitchcast7 for uh, the invention of Nerdy Thursday. We do have an episode by uh or not an episode but a, a voicemail from steven michael but i'm not gonna lie i am way too drunk to play that i cannot figure that out right now but next week perfect maybe um <laughs> uh, you guys can find us on facebook.com slash nerdy thursday twitch uh, twitter.com slash nerdy i guess twitch.com slash nerdy thursday but i don't stream there but you can follow us i don't know send us
1: bits or something i don't know we got a patreon Sick. What's that? Yeah, it is. Patreon.com slash Nerdy Thursday. Mitch, you got anything else to say about this? No. Nah, let's wrap this up. Until cool. next
0: week, everybody. Thanks for listening.
1: And
2: keep, keep it
1: nerdy. In
2: 1952, the world was a darker place there were only six days in the week not seven like we know today and everybody walked around wearing clothes that were painted gray and they were sad almost all the time yeah they were and back in 1952 there were six days in the week you could never know which day was the one for you but i do In 1965, somebody became alive, and they had a great idea to make a brand new day. It was called Nerdy Thursday, and it was a day for all the people across the world who played D&D and Magic the Gathering and had land parties, and it was their very own day for them. The world was big and cruel and cold. Sad. but nerdy thursday came up and made everybody glad because after that they had a whole lot more stuff to do with their minds and they left the gray old square world behind nerdy thursday you're the man i hope you'll be my friend